de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hello. Welcome to De Colores Radio, episode 97. This is a De Cocotazo. And if you're a newer listener, you're going to be like, what are you talking about, Eva? And this is basically a mini episode um, where we usually like to interview some of our fellow podcast family members, some of the OGs, some of the people we're fans of. Um, I believe the last time we released one was back in 2019. So it's been many moons. Um, but it is essentially a mini episode where we interview Um, some of our favorites, and so we are very, very happy to have someone, some people we are big fans of, um, and this conversation, I think, was a long time coming, so we're very happy to be welcoming what I just dubbed the lovely ladies de Bolsa. I don't know if that is how they say it in Spanish, um, but I consider them New York's finest, the bag ladies. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin. And I believe Pat might be jumping in as well here shortly. So I'm very happy to be introducing to the Colores Radio, the bag ladies. Lena and Stephanie are two Dominican Afro-Latinx podcasters. Bag Ladies is a podcast about baggage. Yours, mine, and ours. I like hearing them say it, so I'm going to act like I did it right. Um, through the podcast, their goal is to help themselves and their listeners by pushing everyone to be vulnerable about the way that the world affects them and their ability to live to their most true authentic selves. Uh, being vulnerable and radical is necessary to build a more inclusive and better world. And they enjoy talking about news, politics, and a different baggage topic each week um, with lots of jokes as well. Um, Sin Pim, aka Stephanie, is a storyteller, storyteller and audio producer. When not writing or drawing, she is working on destroying the patriarchy, a really minuscule task. Uh, born and raised in the best city in the world, the Bronx. Her goal is to one day use artwork and stories to bring light to issues and injustice in the world. Rafaela Uribe, aka Lina, was born and raised in the hybrid section of the Bronx but has mad love for Philly, where they resided for the past four years. She's currently an attorney working in New York on civil rights impact litigation. She's an aspiring writer interested in social justice legal work and always trying to learn more about radical political activism in all forms. When they're not learning to practice radical vulnerability to dismantle the patriarchy, you can find them curled up with a good book And we are absolutely thrilled to welcome both of the amazing bag ladies to the Colores Radio today. Yay! How are you? Good to see you both. And Patty's Yay. joining us. Hi, Hi everyone. Hello. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Aww, of course. It's a long time coming. <laughs> I know. We're so excited to. We're so excited to be on your show because it feels. I'm like, damn. We really have known each other in this podcast game for a minute. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for Literally real. Literally right away. Like, I think, because yeah. we started in 2017. I'm not sure the year y'all started. I know you said it's been seven years, right? We started in 2015. Okay, see? So that's where I'm like, I think almost as soon as we started, we heard about y'all within months. Mm -hmm. And then in so. the podcast video, I just remember that big message thread that had all the Latinx podcasts. And I think y'all were, were part of that thread, too, because I think we were all trying to link up in L.A. Yes, Aww. yes, yes. Yeah, well, finally it's happened. It has happened. We're glad you're here. I obviously heard from your bios that y'all rep New York and both the Bronx. I did not realize that. I'm glad to hear that. And I definitely have to ask, what was it like for both of you to grow up in New York City? I'm like, I have to be like, you're... <laughs> you, listen, I, I said it so gentle, too. Yeah. yeah, what a gentle year. <laughs> I've, I've consumed way too much Jesus and Miro, so, like, my brain wants to say it, but I know it is not mine, so I could not say it. But I get it, so please... It's a good sound. Me. That's the problem. You'd be like, I, I, I want to make that. I want to yeah. do that. Appropriate throughout all times, like graduations, <laughs> birthdays, baby showers, just throw your banana. 
<laughs> so tell me about it because I look even anytime I go to New York I'm like when I see children on the street I'm like how do y'all do this because <laughs> it's so like there's just such a high level intensity that it's truly admirable and y'all have like a specific beautiful grit to you all and I'm always like damn no wonder they think Texans are slow because <laughs> we literally move and I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way hopefully but it's like we we have such different lives, you know. We we use our cars to get everywhere, and y'all have to learn the subway at like five. <laughs> the pace of life is 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 a lot, you know. You'd be is. like, "Why am I running? Where yes. am I going? No, I'm already late. What's pace. going on?" Yes. Um, I would say honestly, when I was a kid, did I know that I lived in New York, or did I think I live in the Dominican Republic? We don't know. Oh, oh my god! You're like, what is this? <laughs> um but yeah we both grew up in the we grew up in the same neighborhood we we like became we became friends I think like in middle school right mm-hmm, but we mm-hmm. knew each other since elementary school oh wow so you um, already knew of each other yeah 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 because um so we went to the same school and I think growing up in New York was like I don't know I think it's like growing up in another like community where everyone looks like you (laughs) and you're just kind of like uh I think as a kid I was like very much in our bubble like our Bronx Mm. our Bronx uptown bubble you know and then it wasn't until I went to high school that I was like oh I live in a city (laughs) there are more there are boroughs there are so many neighborhoods and then I think as a teenager it was it was fun to like mm-hmm. sometimes it's overwhelming because you're like what am I getting into like I hope <laughs> I hope it's options right you have options but it was fun to be like oh like I can hop on the train and like go to the mall with my friends we're planning a beach day and we're like 15 and everyone's like I you're bringing it. this you're bringing spaghetti <laughs> you're bringing this yes, we were so organized the Dominican so spaghetti organized. the Dominican spaghetti on I've the heard beach so much with the bread it's a sandwich now <laughs> I want to experience that one day. Hopefully, I can have Dominican spaghetti on a beach somewhere. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why, but it is a perfect future. beach food. <laughs> Stephanie, how was it for you? Is it similar? I love to hear that y'all grew up, I mean, together. It sounds like you met at in elementary. That's amazing. Yeah, like I always, um, it's funny because sometimes like I introduce Lena and like, oh, this is my partner that doesn't want to have a child with me um, <laughs> because we've been friends for so long. I'm like, if we would have had a kid. We would have been putting them in the best district, and we would be fighting these schools oh for better God. services. Okay, like, team. okay, we 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 would have been great co-parents. Um, <laughs> and so I always have this joke about that um, because we just been in our lives for a really long time. And like, uh, like the Lena, I knew when they were a kid, and like the E, I knew when they were kids. Two different people, and so like, yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of cool to obviously uh, just be in community with folks and kind of growing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Bronx, I think something that I didn't really realize, I felt everybody lived like everybody in the Bronx. I was like, oh no, like everybody's, mm-hmm. people don't got houses, you got an apartment, duh. Yeah. Um, I remember always like reading Goosebumps and reading books, and they'd be like, I had to run downstairs to the kitchen. I said, run downstairs. Why are you running downstairs? I only got a two-step to get into my living room. That's everybody's life. What are you talking about? Um, So it it felt really kind of like, it felt normal in a way to kind of live in a city. I just assumed people lived in cities and people look different from you. And like, you know, um, folks were just like navigating the world. It's when I went to college, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whack. Okay, no, no, I'm joking. College is kind of that rude awakening for a lot mm-hmm. of folks, right? A lot of people Definitely. that come from immigrants. Definitely. Um, yeah, we were talking about this actually recently. I was like, at we I went from a life where everyone was black, brown, white Latino that I didn't know was a white Latino at the time. Mm-hmm. Hello. That's another <laughs> conversation we can get into. <laughs> and then I went to I went to undergrad in Maine and oh, wow. I, I moved to a white a white world and I was like I'm shocked. I'm, I'm in tears almost. I've like what is going anybody on? Anybody living in Maine. That's the first time I've ever heard that sentence, I think. <laughs> That was the first time I, I I didn't even know I was like Maine. Every time I would tell people I go to school and I go to college in Maine, they'd be like near Boston. I'm like yeah. farther, and they're like, "What? Yeah, that's not that's not Canada." I'm like, "There's more United States up there." Yeah, there is. Um. <laughs> wow. 
So we've already uh, um, opened the can of worms just a little bit, but I really don't care to focus on the whiteness so much. But I, the next thing I wanted to discuss is blackness and Latinidad, right? And and um, with a space like New York, you have a completely different uh, surrounding. Whereas in Texas, you know, it's not necessarily as frequent. But I do think that is the beauty of a place like New York, right? You said everybody looked like you growing up. And then you received the kind of shock value when you went to college. So from there, what what is that experience? Did you understand it at an early age, or was it something that you kind of, um, you know, figured out once you left? Because I think that's when it happens to a lot of us. Yeah, I think it's it's so funny because we were having this conversation literally yesterday, I believe, about like how the experiences and the things that you learned, um, especially for me, like when I learned in college, that's when I first learned about feminism and like women's mm. studies and I was like what right we was fighting for these rights they just never gave it to us what mm-hmm. they wilding out yeah. um and I knew obviously the contents of that but didn't know how deep uh kind of like sexism and like toxicity and patriarchy kind of yeah how embedded it was you'd be like yo the way I do my hair like it's everywhere I was like almost like a leash in a way and so mm. When I was in school, I was kind of learning those things, but like because I and 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 I went to state school, so like it was, it was diverse, but like it wasn't. It was diverse. I definitely can say that, but like it wasn't like as diverse any school could be. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely remember learning about this and kind of being in, a, in like in a bubble. Like there was issues on campus, but like it felt like a bubble. Like this is just our lives. And then once I left, I was like. Okay, so that um that toxic workplace is because of racism and sexism. Okay, now I see how the definitions be hitting real life. Right. So like it kind it's of like, like oh, so it's not that I'm not good at it, mm. it's that I'm black and you're not fucking with it. It's very Ooh. different. Oh my god, can I curse? I forgot. Yes, I mean, this, is a Patreon. this is we are filthy. We are filthy. Go for it. <laughs> so look. We was like, oh, okay, so y'all, y'all really turning up, y'all, y'all really, y'all really not fucking with me at all, just because of the the racism got you. Um, so it was kind of that kind of reawakening in a way mm-hmm. once I got out of college. I'd be like, oh, when it starts applying to real life. Yeah, I was like, oh, Kaba, you was right. He was a professor that I had when I was in college. Um, and I forgot the, I forgot the class, but I remember he was just talking about like so many things like food, like like where you live. And like, sometimes like you don't know how disadvantaged you were until you'd be like, oh, you're telling me you had a separate gym, separate cafeteria mm. and separate auditorium for free? Yeah, You start to be like, oh wait, time out. So like, it was kind of like that click moment, mm. kind of the minute I left uh, college for sure. I yeah. love it. Lena? I-, I feel you on that. And I think when it comes to like, Latinx, Latine identity, I was confused about what people didn't understand. <laughs> I was yeah. very confused because oh, wow. in, in our communities, not only were there like a lot of like English speaking Caribbean folks, you know, from mm-hmm. like Jamaica and uh, Trinidad and islands like that, but there were also right. a lot of black folks from like Honduras, <laughs> Puerto Rico, yeah. um, like Everywhere, a variety. Yeah, mm-hmm. of, of, of on top of the Dominicans, you know, because we be that's right. Like, we be like, oh, this is yeah. <laughs> you live you're in the Dominican Republic now, baby. Like you uptown. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I it never it never occurred to me that it was strange that I was a mm-hmm. black person who grew up in a Latina culture that I spoke Spanish. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. There's black people everywhere, and right. so that that was something I took for granted and never really questioned until I went to until I went to college and. I was telling people, like, people are like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, you know, you know, all the, like, get to know you questions, right? The icebreakers. And I'm Uh, like, oh, telling them about myself. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my parents are Dominican. I'm from the Bronx. And they're like, Dominican, is that, like, Mexican? I'm like, it's not. (laughs) It's not at all. And, like, I, that was the first time that I ever really had somebody be like, so you're Mexican. I'm like, "Mm, what? Damn. I was like, I know there's black people in Mexico. I'm not one of them. Like, right. Um, and wow. so it was, it was very, I was just like, I don't understand what y'all don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. Because I'm literally right here. And you're te- living proof. You're telling them. But that shows you the mass ignorance 
globally, right? But especially in the United States, right? There's so much privilege. And I think that's where even, you know, as a Mexican in the United States, because we grew up hearing very much that we were like more Mexican than American. I don't know if that was similar in y'all's house as well. And then once I got to college and I learned this stuff, I was like, oh, wait a minute, right? So then it all starts clicking more because you start learning about, you know, race, class, gender, colorism, et cetera, and having the language to say it, which makes all the more difference for your little brain to like click your life experiences with, you know, these words. And then I think from there, it's like how you approach in society in general, right? Which is very much like, you're not from here, but you're speaking Spanish and you have a little melanin. So you must be Mexican. Like there's no other understanding of like, Hey, the globe is bigger than just this. I am surprised because Maine is a little bit more in y'all's direction. So you would think they know more, but I know for, I don't know, down here, everybody assumes everyone's Mexican because they're near, you know, we're in Texas, we're near Mexico, but it is definitely. And then it becomes exhausting for you all to say like, do I, I know a lot of people and a lot of, um, you know, Afro Latinas work. I follow, say a lot of, like, I don't even want to claim the Latina title anymore because I'm so exhausted of what um, this very white centric culture um, has brought to me. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm with them. I'm, on yeah. the, I'm like Latina for marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but sometimes it, it just, it just doesn't make any sense, right? Because I'm, I'm like, I can't... When people think of a Latina person, they are not going to think of a Black person. They're barely going to think... They're barely going to think of a brown person unless right. they're usually thinking about a Sofia Vergara type of bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, now I'm thinking about that that white woman from the, the chess game. That chess game. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. And, like, that is on purpose, right? Like, you erase, <laughs> you, you erase people and you also then homogenize them. So mm. people then think, oh, Latinos are all the same. And it's like, we have race. Race exists in Latin America. As right. much as people don't want to talk about it or say it's right. complicated because we have a shit ton of racist ass labels from the Spaniards, that doesn't Ooh. mean racist race isn't real and that racism doesn't exist. You look at the upper echelons of the countries that are that our parents are from. White people run that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so what? I hate the the idea that we're going to pretend that we're all the same. We're all very different. We all have very different ways of moving in the world and different things that we're dealing with. Like a person who is a black migrant from South or Central America is not going to deal with the same issues as someone who is an indigenous migrant from Mm -hmm. South or Central America. Like, yes, there are things that unite us because of, you know, culture, language, food, Mm -hmm. obviously that is the those are these national identities or whatever but when it comes to it like we move into the world different (laughs) and i don't i don't feel included in this label so i mean if you want to drop some dollars for latinx heritage month because you want (laughs) to support a bitch sure (laughs) but like when it comes to the reality of it i'm like "Mm, i don't know about that (laughs) yeah that's yeah and and i just just to piggyback on uh, piggyback on that like i think that the the issue is like the shocking factor like i think people always ask me like you're from somewhere you have like this bronx accent like you're from somewhere and then like i will have a friend be like she black she just dominican she a black dominican they be black dominicans outside they that's what they do they black and they dominican just to the point like just straight to the point because isn't yeah. a couple people be like where are you from and i'd be like the bronx like very natural like but I get that question all the time because they're like, you black, but you speak Spanish? Question mark? Like kind of like those those type of things. Um, and not saying that like you need to speak Spanish to claim identity, but right. like it's that uh it's always that like what? And I think I've, I'm like, I don't want to get into like the Latina Latinx conversation. You can you know what I mean, but like now's the time. No, I just kidding. I know that is a conversation. It happened like I stopped talking, like I literally season. stopped talking about it. Like I'd be like, I know there's an episode that mm-hmm. we already had a whole conversation with folks on. Please go listen to that episode. We're no longer talking about this. Like we have yeah, moved on. I um, get it. Like, but every time, every like couple of months, it was happening in the pandemic, like they're using Latinx. They want to use Latinx again. Like, what are we? And like, they're like, I don't want to be called 
Latinx ever. And I'm just like, it's usually like white Latinos. I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. this is why you're not in the conversation. And like mm-hmm. the entire identity of that word is always removed. Like it's white people in colleges that made Latinx and it's this and this and that and that. And I'm just like, do you really think academia is really creating stuff like that? Like we got to, mm-hmm. yeah, we really got to recenter what we think things come from. But that conversation always comes up and I'm just like, why are you so pressed about the mm-hmm. way other people want to identify? Mm-hmm. Like, chill out. Go home. Yeah. I feel like book. it come, comes up on Twitter like once a month at least. Oh, like, so, it doesn't ever leave, work. I don't think. It doesn't. It's, there, it's like constantly. a full moon that comes down. They're like, well, it's time <laughs> Honestly, again. We said is a retrograde. We fighting over Latinx. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just how it goes. If you use Latinx, I hate you. You'd be like, bro, okay. It's Tuesday. I don't. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. you. Know what? I just want to say this because I'm pretty sure I have a draft in my tweets and I haven't released it. But now I'm hearing people just say Latin, and they're like, <laughs> "We're not going no. to that." That's not. <laughs> that. <laughs> That's not Latin. Latin is just a dead language. We're not that, guys. That's not the one. That is not the hill. That is not the but hill. Some people also use that word. They'd be like, "Yo, I'm Latin." Like, and I'm like, "You use that for you." Don't be talking about no Latin people. I, I don't know love what the Latin people. That, like that that's you. And I love that for you. That's what you want. You want to describe yourself that way? I love that for you. Do Honestly, what you need to do. I low-key appreciate... love the rage no, that it, it exists, that it creates. And I think the people I've seen get the most mad is like cishet men mm-hmm. specifically. They be and so, they Oh are. my God. And that's I'm how like... you know we're doing it right though. That's why I'm like, this is why we got to keep it. <laughs> no, it's true. But seeing people fold because they don't want to keep going against it makes me sad because I'm like, mm. let's understand language and its power. Like, if you're intimidated because people on TikTok got mad at you, baby, you got a lot more identity to work on because mm. that You don't know these TikTok. people on TikTok. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and it's fascinating because I, I think even what you said is like, I'm tired of explaining this. And so I'm like, absolutely, right? Like, set the boundary, especially as Black um latina folks like it's exhausting y'all shouldn't have to explain it and at the same time i'm like fuck there's so much of this that it scares me because i'm like how have we not progressed past this right and it's just like i think even um lulac was getting involved like they're they like escalated it to different levels but all of it was just like ignorance, right? As opposed to like, oh, actually this word was started by activists in Brazil to include folks, you know? And like Mm -hmm. understanding that when words and or things or movements are created, it might not be for you in that moment, but you can still be an ally to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a hard thing for people to do is decenter themselves. And it's something I've had to do many times as well, right? I think it's something we should all constantly be doing to some degree, especially right. if we have any form of privilege. But it's so uncomfortable for folks to do, I think, because we're all like living through our traumas and we like need healing. Well, I was gonna say, mm-hmm. and then even a lot of Latinos center whiteness or try to oppose like appease to whiteness and want to be okay with that by saying those things too. And by yeah, I think that's like base level norm for everything in quote unquote Latinidad, right? Like mm-hmm. I think. Um, yes, and because that to me, Pat, what you said is base level that goes for absolutely anything in our culture, which is pathetic. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then something like this that is supposed to be more like radical or inclusive, which to me is bare minimum, right? <laughs> becomes a huge fucking issue. Yeah, I think my because <laughs> that what you just said, Pat, reminded reminds me of you know the conversation that people be like the purity of our Spanish language mm-hmm. and oh, da, 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 da. I'm like. You this pressed over the colonizer's language? This not even mm-hmm. your language. Yeah. Like, that's the cares? number one thing. I'm like, I, that's yeah. not even our native language. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who gives a fuck? I'm like, if you upset because of that, I'm going to relish it even more. I'll be like, yeah, Latinx. <laughs> What's up? Like, and it's not like people wanted to learn it. Like, it was like, bro, I, <laughs> you was put this on us. school and learn that shit for fun. No, like, <laughs> it was violently imposed yeah. on our ancestors. So who the Absolutely. fuck cares if we're butchering it or it's a new thing? Also, language evolves. Like, just accept it. Like, the world mm-hmm. is changing. Not everybody is like, not everybody identifies with the words you use. Mm-hmm. Let them, like, why does it matter? Who cares? Right. <laughs> Which is why the concept of like language is alive, right? Language Mm -hmm. is living. So it's an evolving thing. I think really allows people to understand like 
do y'all want us to keep the same dictionary from 1908? Like, come on, <laughs> like, <For real. laughs> we have to keep moving with it, right? And so that's where it's just, that's the, to me, that's the simple answer, even though it's a lot more complicated than that. But I'm like, damn, if we can't even get one word under our belt, how in the hell is Latinidad supposed to improve beyond white supremacy as its base, right? Like, that's the part that is really concerning to me. And I think it's funny because I do feel like in my own work, I'm like, whoa, I have, oh, I guess I, I think that's where I identified a lot with Black culture growing up so much, especially as like a, a little more melanated person than um, other folks. But it becomes really um, interesting, I think, even in like our city of Dallas, where it is a lot of white Latinos running shit and they want to stick to their traditionalism. So like, I don't feel, fit that mold. So you just kind of keep going until you, you know, find the space and or create the space for yourself. Um, so with that, I want to ask, how has podcasting been for you all that y'all were able to come together then, I assume, like post-college and create this space to, to transform your own lives? I think we were uh, both starting to listen to podcasting and podcasting, listen to podcasts. And we were like, yo, like, this would be really cool. We do this thing. And like the first the show first started out to be anonymous in a way. It was kind of like a way for us to like release legit baggage. Um, and not saying that we don't have baggage anymore, but I think that <laughs> if you listen to, <laughs> please don't, but if we listen to like the first couple of episodes to now, uh, you could like literally just hear the growth of the way that we talk, the way that we are mm. way more kinder to ourselves. And I think in ways that uh, we didn't show our past selves um, just because of like, you know, learning and all those things. And it was the first time we were really going to therapy as well. And so like, it was an experience, but like, Oh, like, I think, I think more people want to hear this. I think so too. Like <laughs> mental health important. You know what I mean? So like um, we got into the space to kind of just create that space, but then people started listening and we're like, Oh, stop. Like what, what y'all doing? Um, and then uh, people continue to listen and we're like, okay, we're, this vulnerability is something that like feels good and feels natural. I think because of the way society is and the way we learn things, I think a lot of things are like hidden. Like we don't talk about that. Like we, we can't say that we're depressed. We can't say that we're sad. We can't say we have anxiety. We can't say these things. Mm. Um, like we have to kind of play this part. This is your path. And like realizing that, wait, I don't have to do that in that way. Like I can pivot, I can do this, um, has been something that like, has been like an eye opening thing for podcasting with, with us. And so like, we just got into it to like, just talk between ourselves. <laughs> and create that shared space. Yeah. Do we think people are really going to listen? I Like, no, I don't know. We were just like, we'll just make this thing and, um, it's sometimes wild to think about it because I'm like, oh, we really started with like five listens and three of them were us. Like yeah. one like one of us listening and then one of us listening again, you know, and like right. to see our podcast grow is um, yeah, it's like you like you said, it's been um, it's been us growing with it. And mm. um, it's been a great it's an amazing experience to be like, oh, we like made, we made this thing and we're still doing it. And like, it really, it resonates with folks. And like when folks like talk to us about it and I'm like, yeah, I feel that I've had the same like thought process. It also reminds me that we're not like, we're not alone, right? Like there, we are going through, we are going through the same shit of this capitalist, white supremacist, heteropatriarchal, like bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. And it affects us. It really does. And so in like- In deep, deep ways. In deep, deep mm -hmm. ways, right? So like yeah. when we can create, when we've, cre we've created a space for us to be like, yeah, very vulnerable, very open. It's like, yeah, other people need that too. And it makes sense that like, we can have- we can have the conversation together because yes, it's me and E like talking in our house by ourselves, but we're like, we're also having a conversation with everyone else. Like, right. Like we, we make the show so that it's not, our show is not the end all be all solution to your problem. Right. It's not like, at all. We, not at all. Like, do not we are not professionals at all? We tell we people like, every day, this is for us. We're talking about uh, talking about me. Me, right. <laughs> me, myself, and I. I hope you know best. Yes. Right. But it's like a starting point. Like when you're you're already we're already thinking about this mm -hmm. shit. And to know that there's other people talking about it, then you can read to your friend, you be like, you know, my friend told me on a podcast that <laughs> um this thing, and I was thinking about that, and to have the conversations because that's the only way we're gonna shift shit, you know. No, totally. I can, like, I can attest as a listener of y'all's podcast, like, 
with y'all and and other podcasts that I've listened to that I'm like, oh snap, like they're feeling this, especially like 2020 when y'all were still like doing stuff and talking about everything as things were happening. I was just like, fuck, we're feeling this too. And we can relate to a lot of these things that I was just like, okay. Or even like my own identity and like figuring out my like person, my fluidity and all that stuff. I was like, damn, these conversations really do hit where y'all are making an impact. And I do appreciate y'all for doing that. And I just want to say that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to add on, thank you, Pat, for sharing. I think that's the beautiful outcome of what these podcast spaces create, right? Which is someone feels a little more seen or validated. And at the same time, y'all y'all both brought up a very specific point, which is like with these modern day abilities to create content from like literally just your phone at this point is understanding that we should critique these people and not just agree with everything that's being said and take it as truth. Um, and that's not to say we're not speaking the truth because I believe we are, right? However, I think we're seeing like, especially in the podcasting space, I don't know how y'all feel, but it's like, I feel so much more drained now being called a podcaster because it has a lot of negative connotations with it now, Um, at least as of late, in my opinion, just because of things like your like alpha male, quote unquote, um, kind of taking over the space, honestly. And so I know I personally am like, that's not all I am. Like, please do not limit me to just that. I have a lot more humanity behind me. But also understanding that like podcasting was a really beautiful, radical space initially. Like a lot of it was started by black and brown queer folks that brought this information that they learned from these higher institutions, perhaps, and or gained in their life experience and wanted to bring back to their communities, which is literally what I'm hearing is your story. It's that mm-hmm. story. It was CYC's story, Latinos Who Lunch story, right? Like it's all these OG story. And now we're seeing this space kind of been over trampled by like major institutions that don't want to pay the independent podcasters and or just like egotistical men that want to hear themselves talk. And so that to me is where it's a little heartbreaking because I know that a lot of us have been out here grinding and wishing we could do this full time, but we have to still work five other jobs to, to make ends meet, you know? Yeah, I, it is, it is like to see where, I mean, because I don't even know where to start with that because yeah. the way that these new podcasts I'm seeing clips and like, like people, everyone's trying to make a video podcast. I'm just like, bro, I don't know. That's not a podcast. Stop. Stop. No, that's a video. I know. That's, I that's, know. That's, that's, that's visual. That's not, you know, um, <laughs> but I'm saying y'all can exist, but why y'all doing this to me? Why y'all doing this right. to me? Um, So right. I, I think about like when we started bag ladies and we were talking about things we were also growing with people. Um, mm. And I think because the society makes you feel like you're so alone, like you have these issues. This is your fault. Right. Um, individualistic. Right. Like you need to fix this. You feel like this. You don't feel quote unquote normal. This is on you. Mm. And then when you start to hear about people's experiences and, and people's culture, you'd be like, damn, we have way more similarities than the ways I thought that we didn't. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that I think also like white supremacy does that on purpose to make us think Absolutely. that we're all very different. But Absolutely. like when putting out the podcast, I just learned so much. It'd be like, damn, y'all dealing with that? That's some fucked up shit. Like you, and yeah. then you're like, you're dealing with that too? Yeah. So they wilding out everywhere. Everywhere. They, yeah. they, in the water, in space, they, they fucking up everybody's shit. They'll be like, us too. Like we tell you too. <laughs> Um, and so like I think that there is this like this community that was also created with podcasts because mm. if I didn't know something, I'd be like, let me see if I, I could real quick just look at a podcast that I trust real quick see they oh they can they talked about you like yeah me too so it was like yeah. this learning this like the whole point was like people like I, I remember like people reached out to us be like hey y'all spoke about this but I don't think y'all spoke about it correctly I think this and we have to be like yo valid we didn't think about it like that because we're thinking about our own very like New York, mm-hmm. Afro-Latinx, Dominican experience. And like, yo, like there has been multiple times where people ask me, oh, tell me about more about the year. I'm like, bro, I don't live there. You got to talk about the people who do live there. Right? right. So like our, even though we are Dominican, our experiences are very different. So like learning about that, learning to take space and also like 
uh, not take space has been right. something that through podcasting that like I learned so much. And I'm always kind of like, oh, no, no. I don't know. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I, if I right now can talk about that. But I know 300 other people that will have a great conversation with you about mm -hmm. this. I'm going to let you know that now. And I think now when we're seeing a lot of this alpha male podcasting about like their hate on like femmes, because that's what it is. Like a lot of it is like 100% women do this. I want my wife to work full time, cook full time, take care of kids full time. And I stay home. You be like, they be like, yep, yep, yeah. That sounds right. You be like, so who y'all trying to sell this to? Because we not right. buying it. We right. not, we, we passed that. Either get yeah. with the shit, go to therapy or not. But we yeah. passed that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, and it, I think it gets scary, right? Because that's, to me, I think that's where my fear lives is like the power of the internet and how quickly things can go viral just because, and in some cases people are saying these quote unquote hot takes just to get viral. And then it becomes a full blown conversation. And then I'm like, oh, we're back on the Latinx language thing again, even though like our people are getting, you know, literally in Texas being bused um, Northeast to get away from this state, you know? And so I'm like, yo, there's so much more serious shit to talk about, but we get caught up in these, in these little like hot takes, you know, because yeah. they're, they, they equal virality. Right. And I think that's also, that is also at the, that's such a central piece to it, I think, because like you said, when we started this podcast, it's like we yeah, we want to talk to people who who are listening to what we're saying, mm -hmm. who can who can hear the things that we're saying and be like, oh, shit, like, yeah, like internalize process and like work with that. Right. It's like, yes, it's authentic to us. And we're coming from a place where we're really like where we are letting people into our like a vulnerable side of us. Right. But we also have intention <laughs> behind what we're doing, right? And for um, for me personally, I'm like, Bag Ladies is political. It's part of my political struggle. It's part of my political education. Is it? And it's necessary for that for the podcast to be part of that for me because, like, yes, I am actively in my life being like, oh, I I care about these issues, right? But what am I actually contributing? to like the the way that we the way I'm moving through the world and maybe the way that other folks are moving through the world. And I feel like Bag of Ladies is part of one of many contributions, right? That I'm making to uh, this the struggle that we're in as marginalized, oppressed folks, right? Like we're moving towards something, right? We we always something is happening. And I know and I'm like, and I know that when when it gets when it when whatever it is that's gonna pop off pops off, I wanna be with the people who be like, yeah this shit is fucked and we know that it's fucked and we might not we might have all the different experiences of how it's fucked up and how it's affected us but we we're coming at it from a fundamental place where we're like this this cannot this is not sustainable this does not this system hurts people i've overcome the hurt in some ways i haven't i'm still living in it but like i know that there's violence here and i want to address that and that's like i think that that's that's part of the of the why we do bag ladies and like kind of like the heart of it. And so, yeah, you see all this, like, wow, should people just want to be, everybody's, uh, everybody wants to be, you know, viral. <laughs> and I'm like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, for me, I'm like, at what cost? Like, I'm not, I, it's not for, for me, it's not important to just be viral just to be viral. Like yeah. if I'm going viral, I'm saying some shit probably. <laughs> and I, and I, and I always tell people, I don't want to be perceived. So I don't even want it. So don't, don't even look at it over here. I'm good. <laughs> don't follow me i love it thank you eve for adding that extra layer because that what i love that both of you do and and it's it's not only that you support each other's statements but also that you add the layer of nuance in real time which is the reality right is that like yes i can be this and also i feel this so actually don't include me in that right and like that's not to say that you don't know what your grounding is but more so that you do know what your grounding is, right? Like, you know exactly what you're trying to say and then you want to keep your integrity along the way. And I think for a lot of us, like OG DIY podcasters, I guess that's what I'm titling us at the moment, but um, it, it did, it was, it was a radically intentional space because we didn't have them, right? And like, we wanted to create these spaces. So it was inherently political, 
whether you wanted it to be or not. And that's where like our joy is political, our healing is political, our mental health is political, right? And that's what people get uncomfortable with. And I think even one of the things you mentioned, I went to get a haircut trim this weekend and she was like, oh, you talk about politics? And I said, well, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're Mexican in Texas and they don't really want us here. So it's inherently political. And once I said it to her in a way that was like more familiar, she's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But that initial response is always like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to be political. And I think that's also very like brainwashing, right? Like the brainwashing work. We don't want to be involved in politics because that equals drama when it's like, baby, it's still going to involve you regardless. So <laughs> either you take the torch or you, you let it run it, run you over. So period, period. I literally tell people like, cause I used to be someone that's like, I didn't like, I knew about policy and I knew about political things but like I didn't really know much like I was just like oh it's fine like if you work hard you could like you could work over oppression like that's mm. easy you could do that that's no problem that's what they tell us we could do that of course. And, and so like once you start like oh wow like I may not be into politics but politics is into me because they making yeah. money off of me all right they 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 making sure um they get paid for my labor hold on a mm. second right and that's so like true. from from that space and like learning more about that, you're kind of like, wow, like they make, they kind of like, what's the word? They kind of gatekeep, they kind of like gatekeep like community access and like, mm. like to be involved in like public spaces that you are affected, your family is affected, like nature's affected, like everything's affected. Like they, like this, like politics looks a certain way. And like, if you don't fit this way, like you're not in it. You're like, no, 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 no. Because I'm making policies a little wild and it's including mm. me. So it does look like me. Absolutely. So I I, to I totally get. But once I feel like you start, when a lot of these podcasts came up, people were talking about it like, yo, <laughs> y'all know they're trying to build a highway right here? People were like, wait, my way. That's that's down my block. People were like, wait, hold on. Are they trying to build highways? Oh, they 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 did. They did this like five years ago. I, so you start to connect the pieces a little mm -hmm. bit. So I, 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 I completely, I completely feel that. Well, I am sad because we have to get close to wrapping and I could keep talking to y'all forever. Um, I do want to note something and maybe I should have said this at the jump, but y'all's name bag ladies in general, chef's kiss, yes. very well done. Um, as, as Dallas, Dallas folks, we are, uh, in love not mo most days we love our erica badu you know <laughs> yeah uh, but you know it's a song by her so i wanted to know um besides the obvious what was your inspiration behind that title because it's brilliant and it's real as hell we all got some baggage i mean it was a process right because we were you know we were like we're gonna make a podcast we gotta find our thing you know like <laughs> what's gonna be the whatever so we went through a few like iterations of the show before and we recorded like episodes and we're like nah this not this not working um, and then i th i think we just like we just really thought about um and this is something that i've learned from e that i've that's just like very very important and foundational it's like what do we actually want to talk about what are we what is something that we can say that nobody else can and the conversations that we can have um and when it came when it came to answering those questions, it's like, yo, we want to talk about some real shit, like, because yeah. we were always we were uh, we became those friends that we're like, yo, yo, come to my house, bring snacks, bring some wine, bring whatever. We about to fucking unload, and everybody and a lot of people have that friend, that friend that you are going in, you're going deep, you're talking about the deep shit, and we're like. Yo, we gotta talk about our bag. We talk about our baggage. We talk about our issues. And I think I think we was listening to the song one day, and I was and we was like, "Yo, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like it's bag ladies. Like yo, that's great." And then that's like it really hit us. And I was like, "Yeah, it, it's the the name is connected to like what what our purpose is." And I think that mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been. I'm like. Yo, we did that. That was a good. That was Yo, a good one. That was a good one. Y'all, y'all did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would just i would completely agree i think i think once we started having these conversations that we were having within ourselves and we're like so like queerness you 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 what you think about that and this was like well, what you think about that i'm like oh, you know, I, I, 
you know, like it. Uh, <laughs> I dabble. What's up? And then like we started having the, those type of conversations. Like, you think this like you think people hating because the colorism? Yeah. And you know, we started having that cut that conversation. Like, okay, so we're all holding these things, and it's like let it go. I mean, I feel again. I feel complete lighter in ways that I haven't been in years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took having those first conversations for sure. And that's the beauty of a podcasting space, right? Is creating those conversations, even if they're uncomfortable, even if they're a little bit awkward, even if you're learning in real time, which I think we can all say we've learned a lot from when our podcasts perhaps began to where we are now. And that's the beauty of it, right? And I want to congratulate you all for for running for over seven years. That is incredible. And yes. hopefully it's a lot more greatness coming y'all's way. Mm-hmm. Do you all have any um, personal creative goals and or goals for the podcast as well? Ooh, I mean, we're, we're thinking about, I'm like, oh, can we, are we ready? I'm like, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> we're, we're definitely thinking about other um, ventures from the podcast. Um, so we're excited about those uh, new ideas um, because we have been doing the show for so long. And I think we're definitely in a space that is kind of like, okay. I process a lot. I talked a lot. You know, I'm listening a lot. I'm like, okay, what conversations are we having now? Like, what right. type of conversations are we growing from? So, like, um, we definitely want to do more things with the podcast for sure. Um, but we're excited for, like, the new and different things that we plan to do um, for the podcast for sure. Good. I'm glad. And then I also, I asked on y'all's own personal scale, because I know we've mostly talked about the podcast, but if you, if our audience can't already tell you both are individually uh, hilarious and amazing and thoughtful (laughs) human beings as well. So please feel free to share um, what you're up to in your own personal life as well. I'm gonna go for it. Oh, Lena, well, Lena got some <laughs> updates. Let me I'm like, do I have updates? Um, well, I guess in my like in my nine to five, I'm a lawyer, um, aspiring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a flex, uh, a, a bag I'm dragging with me. Yeah. Being like, damn. I'd be like, I'd be like, we lawyers. This shit is heavy. Shit. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I do. I think that, that I love the work that I do and uh, aspiring movement lawyer and a lawyer. A lawyer for the people is what I'm hoping to be. So you know that's, we love that's, to see it. That's a that's a goal, a constant goal. Um, I also I'm, I'm aspiring writer. So like you know maybe one day I'm gonna write something for people to read. You will. That's you not will. my journal. <laughs> you um, yes, we're speaking it into yeah, speaking right into now. existence. And I think this episode, like, episode we're gonna look back. You're gonna have that story. You're like, I did that shit. Yeah, like, they said that. You remember? I'm like yeah, I remember. A minute forty seven eighty three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's that's something I'm personally working on, trying to like uh, just find the time and also like just create create a space for myself where I can like write write what I want to write. Um, so yeah, hopefully that will happen. And you know, you know who always got updates though. E right here. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what you, what you, what you doing? Yo, for a second, I was like, "Who? Let me." I was ready. I need these updates immediately. Y'all bring somebody else in. I'm just like, what? Backstage? Let's go! I love this. Surprise guest. I love this. Like, I just, I just, I just love uh, just hearing about just folks doing what like they always said they were gonna do. Like, I really want to do this. It's like, Emira, you here? Look at that. Look at that. Look, look how the universe, how you, the, the universe, like, I know you was gonna do it. We was just waiting and shit. Yeah. So I love that. Um, for me, um, so at, I am currently, I was a freelancer and now, um, I have a entire audio kind of business. I say kind of, I gotta start removing those words, but I have an audio business. Um, called Omvi Productions, which is a kind of like an yes. audio company that just works on like sound design and kind of creating audio experiences. Wow. Um, I am constantly just trying to really focus on like horror and like kind of just creating like fundamental storytelling that just like makes you just want to like think. I think a lot of the great pieces that I have listened to and enjoy just brought so much light into my life in ways mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I like this. Um, I'm also writing, um, currently finished up a book, just Ooh. figuring out how to navigate that and am currently trying to launch an original, uh, show, um, game situation that is like an audio experience. Um, okay. 
That oh, and amazing. and like I'm also like like I literally cannot believe that me as someone who's like dyslexic and like reading was like uh I'm currently the producer for the Versus podcast with um the Pofo and oh that is something that like I I if you told me that was in my bingo card I was like Jesus I love it. I love it. <laughs> Look at you taking the wheel and not knowing how to drop I love that for us we love I see love that, that. But you deserve it. You've worked hard for it. So both of you have such amazing things coming up, and we're so happy for you. Mm -hmm. Congrats. That is iconic. And now I need to ask, where do we find and follow both of your work? And, of course, Bag Ladies, because y'all are icons, for real. I'm going to say real hot girl shit, because I know that Eason posted all the Meg's album. Uh, we one one thing about us is that we 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 hotties we 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 met okay well then we need to we need to back up and talk about Meg's album where she where she at we're gonna be there too okay we need to talk about Meg's album because I was like Megan Megan Miss Megan I want to let you know I'm proud of you and I don't even know you but I am proud of you you did that thing I feel like if I if I saw I'd be like bitch I'm proud. Yeah, it deserves all the good things. It's There's so three good. people I will fight for in the streets if they was getting uh talked to shit. Is Megan? You know I agree. I agree. There's probably there's few people I would say that about celebrity wise, but she's mm-hmm. the one. Mm-hmm. Like, I will fight. I'll fight. No problem. Pretty so much, I think all, all the black girl rappers love actually. the album. It just dropped. Uh, I know by the time this comes out, it's technically we should have mentioned it earlier as well. I think it will be close to what is called. Latinx, Latinx, Latine Heritage Month. However, <laughs> y'all can send us the gigs and we'll take the check. So we're going to talk about trauma zine right now. <laughs> that is important to discuss. Uh, obviously, we've been a stand for a minute because we love ourselves a Texas, a Black Texas queen. And to see um, her growth in such tumultuous experiences is really uh, I, I think out of this world. I don't. I, I hate. I don't even want to call her resilient or any of those things that we're exhausted of. But to see her doing it and still have such a kind heart is like to me legitimately out of this world because she does it with not just grace but also just like the biggest heart and humor and just authenticity that it's it's so rare to see. And so I I adore anybody that adores my girl Meg. I need to hear favorite songs, thoughts. Let me have it so we can close out our interview. But we got to salute the realists out there, Megan Thee Stallion. Megan. Okay. (laughs) Megan, I love anxiety. Yes. When I listened to it, I cried. I was like, Megan. Yeah. Megan. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like all our inner, like, you know, we're like, hey, hot girl summer. But, you know, we be be having depression, too. We be like, valid. (laughs) We could still be bad bitches and sometimes have depression too, and it's chill. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So like, I just love the vulnerability and like the way to see like her first album to like this album. And I think this is her last album with her label, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think hopefully she'll be transitioning to somewhere better. But yes. like having who like all the amazing music she made like from now to here and having that vulnerability and the way that she raps, it's like poetry. It's like she's such. I was like, I was like Megan. I'm working and I'm listening to your album like I'm at a concert. Like I got shit to do today. And I it's anxiety. I love a good lucky star. Um, I think Mm -hmm. it's called Lucky Star. Love that. Um, uh, which one I was listening to that I was just like, Megan, if you keep rapping like this, I'm gonna have to. I mean, plan B was always on my list, but it Mm -hmm. sounds great, like between the songs that they're in, but like plan B. I was like, I'm going to use this as my Instagram caption because that's what us millennials do. So love the album. Can't wait. Just can't wait for like all the videos to come out. Yes. Well, she dropped the, uh, her <laughs> she one already. So that one was fun. And the song is Star, but it features Lucky Day. So that's why we thought Lucky there, Star. There you go. <laughs> but I had to pull up the album because I said, hold on. I don't want us to be wrong about Meg. We can be wrong about everything else. But 
Alina, what are your thoughts? You know what? I've I'm actually I haven't listened to the whole album yet, but I fucking love Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to hear it. Why well, I thought it was a single, I didn't know it was a whole album when you sent it to me. Um, because yeah. I have been in um another another H Town Hotties uh album, Beyonce. our Queen Queen Bay. Be- we I've got been, to. I- I'm in, the, I'm in the I'm in the beehive, so you know I'll be I'll be I'll be in it. <laughs> so I, I really need to get on. I really need to get on the Megan Thee Stallion album because I was actually. I've like, been alternating. To be to be fair, I'm I need to going. alternate more. See, I did that. I did that, I did that and then added Rico Nasty because Emma told me oh, Rico was really good well. too. Yo, fucking Rico Nasty. There's so much bad bitch music out there right now. I'm and so they crazy. all have like a fun house track too. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I show rap shit. Yeah. Was you uh, one of the characters was like, We in a bad bitch renaissance right now. And I'm like, we are uh, in a bad bitch renaissance true. right now. It is true. We are in peak season. Mm-hmm. That's for the year. I'm very excited actually to listen to this album now. Yay. I I was a little bit nervous because the last album was not my favorite, to be mm-hmm. very frank, but uh this one, she outdid herself. I'm really I, proud of her. I love to see her grow. I feel mm-hmm. like people be, well, because she's a black woman, because she's a femme, and she's like a high femme. Like, you know, all of that, people really try to come for her in a way that they wouldn't if she wasn't if she wasn't embodying so much of the things of femininity that they hate but also love. Because right. she is, like you said, she's a poet. She's an artist. She works on her shit, and you can see it. Mm-hmm. And so... I love to see her, how she grows, how she expands, new shit she's trying. Because Megan is, I fucking love Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Listen, you're going to love her more after the album because she says exactly what you just said. I'm, high, like, I'm excited. That album for me. Is it because I'm black? Is it because my body? Is it like she's naming the shit? So mm-hmm. it's really a moment. And I, too, am very proud of her. We've been stanced very early on because we're Texas. You know, we had to go hard from the Yeah, I had the early but... hookup. Yeah, 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 I knew. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, Tina Snow days was that I was already ready. <laughs> There's something about Texas bad bitches. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, there is something about Texas bad bitches, though. Y'all doing okay. something out there. Okay, Y'all I doing a lot it. of other things, but this, y'all doing it. Y'all doing it right. Oh, my God. Like... Listen, just stick to the bad bitches from Texas. I cannot claim for anything else, but... Uh... <laughs> like, scary... Where... I'm sorry, last I'm so oh, scary. It, I'm, I'm so, I know I love scary. Scary, scary is like my how is scary like my bad bitch song and my Halloween theme song at the same time? No, it's like it's how amazing. you do that. You know I love that shit. And that's it's her and I was like, ah. but also that the back, like the beat answer. is literally like a Halloween track. So no, I'm it's like, a Halloween bitch. Track. Mm-hmm. you did this knowing exactly what we were gonna girl? be doing. Yes, yeah, she oh, loves Me- oh, Megan's a Halloween girl. She is a Halloween girl because she loves scary shit. She, yeah, me she wants and, to write harder and stuff. Mm-hmm, me and yeah. my, I told Devin when I was on the road, like, I for, I think I was listening to the mixtape, and I was like, wait, this is the same sound from Texas Chainsaw. And she was like, and I was like, let me go back. We're because we both love horror films. So I got super excited that she loves horror. And even uh, thought shit, I fucking lost it because of the fact that she had, like, the Shining keychain yeah. and did all the references of Freddy Krueger. And it, I don't know. It's, yeah, she's great. I love it. If you go to YouTube, she has her own horror film. She's done like a little one she produced in like 2018. So she's been on it for a minute. She's she's definitely a horror stan and you can see it in her work. So you're going to love it if you don't love it. it. We're going to all talk in the group chat. We're going to have to message on Instagram or something afterwards. Get your thoughts, Lena. Um, Yes, uh, yes, you will. (laughs) And for everyone out there for Latinx Heritage Month, stream Trauma Zine. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> where do we find and follow y'all's work to finally wrap this? I apologize for going back and forth, but we definitely appreciate you all. Yeah, like you said, it's been a great conversation. Thank y'all so much for having us. And yeah, like, this not only was this like a fun like episode to like record, but like it's also just like really fun to like connect with y'all and finally uh-huh. like share space and be like, yeah, we are homies. <laughs> we <Yay! did. laughs> Everything in divine timing, because we've known each other for a minute, but I think the world wanted us to watch or listen to Traumazine first, and then we could Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. But you can find Bag Ladies. We are coming back this fall, right at the start of Latinx Heritage Month. Um, We'll be premiering our new season. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, on Spotify, Apple, uh, all of the things. Um, It's Bag Ladies. 
<laughs> with a Z. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at BG Ladies. You can follow us on Twitter at Bag underscore Ladies. Um, and you can, I'm like, where else can you follow us? You can check out our website, bagbgladies.com. You can also, you know, you, you might even see us on TikTok. We have a TikTok account. So Listen, we, I don't know if we posted lately. It came me. I'm like, well, I don't know. I have not, but we on there. We out there. Um, so yeah, look here. us up and, um, yeah, we hope, uh, we hope you could have y'all on the show soon. Keep we would the, love keep to keep exchanging. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I'm gonna do is talk. <laughs> same, same. I got things to say. Yeah. <laughs> e, you got anything else to share with us? Um, I was just, I'm like, no. I think Lena gave the wrong. I think for us, you can follow me on Simpim. Check out my website, simpim.com. Yeah. Um, I do social media, but sometimes I don't. Um, I be in it. Sometimes I'm not. But That's if fair. you wanna yeah. <laughs> follow. Follow me on Instagram. I'm sin underscore pim. Um, and I think I'm also on Twitter or I'm sin pim. I don't even know. I'm sim. You you sim pim. I feel like I pop up somewhere. C-I-N underscore P-M. Yeah, P-I-M. Yeah. Okay, P-I-M. I just wanted to clarify because I want to make sure our our listeners know where to find y'all. I was like, oh yeah, I also do have social media. You yeah, I was like, it doesn't just, we are our own quote unquote company's brands, but right. you're also yourself. So <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been trying out the TikTok thing also, trying to make yeah. more like yes. whatever videos and stuff. So you can also follow me on TikTok at Rafa Rue. Um, I'm making fun of Latinx people, Latinos all the time. <laughs> That's yeah, really what the TikTok should, is for. Honestly. I love it. And Lena's a TikToker. Like, she, she <laughs> had to like. Oh, we're mutuals. I, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> once in a blue, I, I need be to on go TikTok. find it. No, no. TikTok Lena is a lot. got content. That's okay. The thing with TikTok is that it's a lot. So, like, you, you could. You'd be like, oh, I'm just going to be on here. And then all of a sudden, now you're a TikToker. Look what happened. <laughs> it's like two hours later, not two videos. Yep. Not all of a sudden, you're a TikToker. <laughs> all right. Well, I believe that wraps it up for us here at De Colores Radio. Thank you so much to the lovely bag ladies for joining our De Cocotazo. This is not the last one you'll see. We hope to have other podcasters here soon, especially as podcasting is such an evolving space. We want to make sure we pay our dues to some of the OGs that have been out here and doing it for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't already, go check out our website, decoloresco.com. Uh, major thanks, of course, to the Decolores team and our lovely guests for stopping by. Special thank you to our squirrel friends, homies, and rider dies on Patreon. Remember, you too can become a financial supporter of the Decolores Radio family today and get early access to exclusive content at patreon.com slash Co. And we'd love to keep going. So something resonated with you, please share it with your friends and family. Follow us at Decolores Co. Follow me at Eva Arreguin, Pat at Radio. And tune in again next time. Thank you so much for being with us and join us for Decolores Radio. Bye.